welcome to another episode of Ad Bits. On today's Ad Bits, self-directed IRA investors and your startup, can you really get self-directed IRA investors to invest in your startup business? Well, the answer is yeah. And actually, retirement funds, example, IRA, is a huge source of funding for startups. Now, there's over $13 trillion in IRAs. Okay, so that's a huge, huge source of capital, which can be parlayed into a significant investment into startups. Now, obviously, when you are raising money for a startup, you're looking for capital. So clearly, you've probably put in your own money. You've gone to friends and family. You maybe you've gone to a venture capital firm or other investment funds. But now maybe you're looking for individual investors, right? And there's a couple ways of being able to attract self-directed IRA investments. So the first is a private placement. And in private placement is essentially a regulated way that you could attract uh, $5 million or more of IRA capital. Now, if you want or you need just less than $5 million, you can also and always just do a crowdfunding type solution where you technically don't have to work with accredited investors. And an accredited investor is someone who has a net worth of over a million dollars, excluding their home, or makes uh, over $300,000 for consecutive years. So not everyone could be accredited. And I know it's hard to believe technically not everyone could invest into private startups. Now, obviously you can invest in publicly traded securities. You do not need to be an accredited investor to invest in Tesla or Apple. But if you are raising money for your startup business and you wanna go after self-directed IRA investors, why? Because it's a huge chunk of cash out there. And most people, most people's wealth is tied into their IRA or 401k. So a lot of startups say, hey, why not go after the money? And we've helped thousands of self-directed IRA investors invest in startups. Not all worked out. Some have hit enormous home runs, uh, 30, 40 times their money. And obviously a chunk uh, have, have gone the other way. So they're obviously, and there's always a risk when you invest in startups, right? There's no guarantee that you're going to get your money back. And there's obviously a chance that the startup uh, will not prosper uh, and potentially can even go bankrupt. So there's two sides to look at this. If you are the business, the startup looking for capital, this is what you need to consider. Self-directed IRA can absolutely invest in your startup. Generally, if you're looking for less than 5 million bucks, you can do what's called a, uh, a crowdfunding type solution, which will allow you to go after non-accredited investors, so essentially anyone. If you want more than 5 million, there's different types of private placements known as Reg A's and Reg D's. I've done a bunch of videos on those, so I don't want to go into the details on Reg A's and Reg D's, but there are uh, platforms out there like our partnership with Capital to Market. And if you go to capitaltomarket.investment, um, you could check out, for example, what's on their platform. But there's lots of different um, private placement platforms, whether they're pre-IPO companies you may have heard of, or they're just very interesting private businesses that are looking to raise capital. If there is a Reg A or Reg D. In most cases, they're going to want accredited investors. Why? Well, the SEC rules are there to essentially protect your, you. Um, because of the risks involved in private businesses, 
the SEC feels that only certain types of taxpayers um, have the uh, appetite to take that risk. Whether I agree with the credit investor rules or not, immaterial, those are the rules. So you are able to go to friends and family. If you're just gonna do a small raise with friends and family, you probably don't need to get um, any type of you know, SEC regulation or file any type of SEC documentation as part of a Reg A or Reg D, especially if you're going under five mil. But if you wanna do something where you wanna to market to the general public, you're going to need to either do a Reg A or Reg D, work with lawyers, and you're probably gonna work, wanna work with a um, marketplace like C2M where you, they can help you onboard, help you with all the accredited investor paperwork, making sure your investors are accredited investors, and then obviously help you raise the funds. So self-directed IRA investors are a very, very important source of capital for startups across the country. Why? Because there's so much cash, right? And in general, if you are a self-directed IRA investor, not the startup, but if you're an IRA investor, these are a few things you need to remember. Other than some of the risks involved, there's something called UBIT, unrelated business income tax. Now, if your IRA invests in a startup, that's a pass-through entity. It could be any type of business, right? Um, that's a pass-through. A pass-through means an LLC or a partnership. IRAs cannot invest in S-Corp. So that takes the S-Corp out of the equation. But let's say your IRA invests in a restaurant startup, right? The next, um, I don't know, the, the, the next Ruby Tuesdays. And um, it's an LLC. If there's net income over $1,000 that's allocated to your IRA, there is a tax called UBIT, which can go up to as high as 37%. It's pretty high. So that's something to consider. It may not make sense to do the deal. I've seen a lot of clients walk away from startup deals because the fact they're investing into a flow-through entity like an LLC. And even if they thought they were going to home run, they're worried that the cash flow could turn into a 37% tax. On the flip side, if you are not worried about UBIT because your end game is to sell the stock or sell the LLC units or interests, then, and you feel like the startup is not going to have a lot of net profits because it's, let's say, a fintech company and there's tons of growth and there's lots of losses, but ultimately some, someone's going to gobble it up for a big, big premium, then it could make sense to do an IRA because there's no UBIT on the sale of the units. On the capital gain, there's no UBIT tax. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Real estate startups, if you're looking to build 20 homes and trying to raise money as part of a startup business to be the next Toll Brothers, or, you know, the next Lennar, then a um, couple things, right? Is it an LLC? If the real estate is operated through an LLC, you got to worry about UBIT. Now, let's say you feel like it's not a business. It's more like a venture, right? Maybe you, uh, your neighbor is going to raise $10 million to um, do a speco right on, on the water in Miami beach. And uh, he's going to raise 10 million cash. He's going to borrow 5 million, build the house for 15 and sell it for 30. That stuff happens. I have a couple of clients that have made 10 million plus uh, on deals like that. Now leverage. If your IRA is involved in a pass-through deal, like an LLC that there's leverage alone, then that use of leverage could trigger the UBIT, even though the underlying investment is not a business. However, if you have a 401k, there's an exemption under 514C9 for solo 401ks or 401ks that use or invest in real estate where there's a non-recourse loan associated with it. So on the real estate side, if there's leverage, 401k outweighs the IRA, but not everyone can get into a 401k, right? Not everyone's self-employed. 
not everyone has access to a 401k. So if you're in the IRA world and the startup is a real estate startup, a couple of things. Is it a business? If you don't think so, if the promoter says no, then is there leverage? Leverage could trigger the UBIT, 37% tax on the net gains associated as well as the net income. If the loan is outstanding within 12 months of the sale, even though it's a capital gain sale, there's still UBIT tax on the real estate. Versus a business, if there's no leverage and it's just an investment, no leverage, then you could exempt yourself from the UBIT tax on the sale of a capital gain um, transaction if it's an LLC um, interest or unit sale. But the net income associated with that LLC business could trigger um, UBIT if it's net over a thousand bucks. So those are the things to think about on both sides. Obviously, if you're a startup, going after IRA money is great because there's tons of it and it's easy. Most people are looking to diversify since most people have a bulk of their savings in equities, fixed income, mutual funds, ETFs. A lot of people think it's smart to diversify. And obviously with valuations going off the hook over the last two or three years and companies valuation skyrocketing, there's been a big, big, big push and demand for self-directed IRA investors to get into um, startup quality private placement. So the money's there, right? Um, obviously, you're going to need to work with the right marketplace, make sure you're attracting accredited investors. If you want over 5 mil, whether it's a Reg A or Reg D, you should work with obviously a good securities lawyer. If it's below 5 million, there's crowdfunding um, regulations out there that will allow you to raise money easier from non-accredited investors, which is really good. Um, obviously, if you're the investor, worry about the risk. No chance, no guarantee you're getting your money back. There's generally lockup periods or a duration of period. You're not going to have a capital event. It's not one week. It could be three to five years. Um, and besides that, you need to uh, be accredited in most cases. And then got to worry about UBIT, that four-letter ugly word that could rear its ugly head and turn a very tax advantage transaction into a tax inefficient transaction. So um Hope you guys enjoyed it. I wanted to kind of come on both angles. If you're a startup business looking for capital, think about the self-directed IRA world. Lots of cash, $13 trillion of IRA money out there. There's over $500 billion of rollovers uh, each year. So lots of cash. Um, and if you're a startup, you, you want cash. And sometimes if you get it from private investors, um, it's in some cases maybe easier than to work with venture capital firms. So uh, the private placement market's you know, super, super hot. Um, and if you're an IRA investor, obviously you got to think about risks. You need to consider whether you're accredited and obviously worry about UBIT if there's uh, if the underlying business is an LLC or if it's uh, involving leverage in, in real estate. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you like the new format. I'm doing the video as well if you're watching this on YouTube. So you get to stare at me. Uh, hopefully I'm not um, scaring you off, but um, still the same great content. Just want to um, add a little bit of footage to the video. So subscribe if you haven't already, if you're watching or listening um, on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple, uh, give us a like, appreciate you guys spending some time with me today. And uh, don't forget, check out the two other podcasts I do weekly, Adam Talks, which drops every Wednesday, and Ad Mail, which is a fun, fun podcast I do every Thursday, where I answer three of the best questions of the week on various self-directed retirement topic. So thanks for uh, sticking with me for the last 10, 15 minutes. Have a great, great day and talk to everyone again next week.